Hello there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. I had to do this video because a friend of ours was asking to share um, the content in our private group, but we have um, rules in the group that we need to keep our stuff that's in the group in the group so um this video is to help us to help each other to heal um our trauma or to um heal our relationships to heal our breakups to heal our daily lives to heal our goals anything really that we come across in life because Anything we encounter is a challenge, needs some form of healing. Uh, it's just um, semantics, really. Someone can put it in different words. But what I am going to share with you is something that you can practice every day um, to help you uh, on the journey of uh, becoming more empowered and to reconnect with the essence of you, who you are. This idea and inspiration also I got from a friend of mine who I had a chat with, a catch up with today. And I always find that if I have a um, chat with um, Nadia, I am quite inspired and I feel that I've got a lot of ideas cooking in my head, as you do. So um, let's get into this. So what am I talking about here? I am talking about tools that you are going to need, what you need to address in order to, to heal. And, and we know that um, with trauma, um, we have, as we are coming into this awareness from, um, from experts, we have um, bodily trauma. Trauma is stored in our bodies. Ex experts like Gabba Mate and um, Bezel Van Kolk, um, Peter Levine have shared with us, have taught us. And at the same time, um, we have this trauma also manifesting in real life in different ways, such as in the way we think, um, in the way we, we communicate with others, uh, in our attitudes in everyday life, in our behaviors, and um, in... The way we generally show up in life, that's how it, um, it shows up. So um, what is it that we need to, to address? What is it that we really need to look into um, as we start this healing journey? I suggest that you grab a journal and you create space for self-care just like you schedule your meals or you create space for food and you set aside 30 minutes daily for trigger evaluation or to reflect on a trigger or something that might have happened during the day. So 
Um, we need emotional intelligence, very important if we are going to heal. Excuse me. We need emotional intelligence to heal trauma. And when we have healed trauma, the aim is to be emotionally intelligent. Very fascinating. And this trauma also happened over time or has been stored for long periods in our bodies. And it can only be transformed over time with consistent practices and continuous self-evaluation. So we need new to develop new habits and new programs to replace the old existing programs. Because you are running on a program right now, on a trauma program, and so in order to improve or change our lives, we need to replace that program and run on a new, healthier, authentic self program. So we need both emotional regulation and cognitive restructuring. Um, and we are asking in what context are we applying this context, this concept? So we need tools. We need tools for emotional regulation and we need tools for uh, cognitive restructuring. And as I was talking to my friend today, we discussed something. When I created Sift Sam, um, there's nothing really new in there that's not referenced. That's, I can't say uh, it was introduced by somebody else. The one thing that I learned when I created this program was that um, there are many tools that are useful and that are needed, but these tools are not in one place. And these tools, when they are all over the place and you have a trigger, it's difficult to access them all or one tool might not be that effective on its own. So what does applying tools mean in daily life? So that's self-parenting. The easiest way that I want to look at healing is to look at myself or for you to look at yourself as the parent that you want to be, the parent you want to have. In other words, in each situation you are living now or in your life right now, you are going to encounter situations wanted or unwanted. And in these situations, you need a parent in brackets. You need someone to parent you through those processes. And this might look like simple things such as paying your bills and um, going to work. We know that it's easy for us to go to work, but we also know there are people who struggle to make ends meet. Not that they don't have enough, but they might actually not have a parent in themselves to guide them to do things properly to make sure that when they get money from their boss or their pay 
they pay rent first before they go and drink alcohol or before they do something, uh, hang out with friends and show off and spend all that money. That means the parent in them is probably not functioning as well as they should. The parent in them needs, um, needs help to help them. That is the thing. That's why people, you know, plunge into existential crisis. You have someone probably ending up in a difficult situation because of the bad decisions that they have made because the parent in them is not able to make decisions that a parent would make for a child and this is what we struggle with and as adults this is something nobody teaches us that we need an effective parent in us to parent us so that we make decisions that are in our best interest it can sound silly when you talk when we talk about it but if you sit down and think for example that someone maybe has been in a relationship with someone for two months let's say and this person that they're in a relationship with is not consistent and they can see that what would a loving parent say to this child or this person if they, it was their child their parent would probably obviously say my child you deserve better get yourself out but because they don't have an effective parent in them they end up stuck in this situation and try to make things happen because the parent in them is not secure enough is not effective enough so we need self-parenting and for example when we are triggered or we have a life question we need a parent to sit with us and experience the moment we hear a lot of teachers out there or gurus say sit with the moment and experience it don't run away from it and i labeled that as quality time which is a love language you are spending quality time with yourself and you are when you spend quality time with someone you allocate them time to listen to them to hear them to see them and to acknowledge them so that's what you do when you sit with your trigger rather than drink it away or eat it away with lots of food or maybe vent it away with friends sit down and self-parent and listen to the child in you what is this child wanting how is this child feeling we will get to that so yes we have trauma but what does that mean how does it show up now so when you are triggered it means something has happened your five you, your five senses has defect detected something or one of your five senses has detected something and that something has triggered a memory from the past in your body 
and you are feeling triggered not because of that thing that has happened now but what it represents something that happened in your childhood maybe that is triggered by your person who is not calling you consistently that triggers a feeling of not being understood a feeling of not being heard maybe and um you know and 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 anything like that where you don't feel loved hi imogen and i i admire you can join imogen if you want to join and chat i'm talking sift sam here and so something happened to trigger this these memories these memories in your body that's why you feel triggered that's why you feel upset that's why you feel sad so what do you need to do when you have this trigger you need to explore what's happening in your body those body memories because your body is reminded of something that happened in childhood so you need to lean into the sensations s the images there are mental images that you will see when you sit with your trigger they are not real life images sometimes they are but they are mental images maybe someone is not calling you and you can see them with another person because that's what your mind is saying they are with another person that's why they are not responding to me and the next thing is you need to identify the feelings sensations and feelings are different sensations are physical manifestations chest tightness what flashes in the body in on the face hair standing and then you've got feelings so sensations images feelings and then you've got thoughts the lovely roommate in your head has got something to say about everything we were talking about this in the group chat yesterday and we discussed this inner critic the inner critic has something to say even when it's none of your business it has got something to say always even when you are walking down the street it sees a plant it sees people it's got something to say about those people but what have they done to it to you nothing so you identify those four sifts and then what's happening here is these are memories that are triggered that's why you've got these sensations image, uh, images feelings and thoughts and then you need to dig now to find out where this is coming from in your childhood so you want to ask yourself the five whys three to five whys as to why you feel the way you feel or think what you are thinking why am i feeling like this because he's not calling me why is he not calling me because he doesn't love me that's the voice saying why doesn't he love me because i'm not lovable so that's how you go through the stream of questions three is enough five maximum and you get to the root cause what is the root cause that you are telling yourself and don't try to 
reason it out or to be too logical about it stick with what the inner critic has told you that is the story don't try to make it up or try too hard to find a why listen to the inner critic that's where your answer is because i'm not lovable and then what you want to do when you have done that is to go back to the pre-triggers what other story is there about this relationship what also caused you to be triggered right now are you hungry are you angry are you stressed and maybe have you seen a couple who are looking happy so you felt that your relationship is not going the same when you link your root cause the answer to the five whys and the pre-triggers or the bigger perspective you will find or decide what the actual main root cause is in childhood and you can also find out where you learned that you are not lovable and you will find out that you probably learned that in your young years because your parents were not there they didn't show you love that is your unmet need so you find an unmet need that is link that you can link to your root cause there are 24 unmet needs i will share them on the post you'll find one that's more consistent with your root cause that is your unmet need and now what do you do you have a child who's distressed you have leaned into your breathing because as soon as you start managing your trigger you need to lean into your breathing you are alive your body is supporting you and what you also think about is what would i be doing for a child who would who, who is in my care if i met a child who's feeling like this you would soothe this child you would give them a regulatory hug you would give them physical touch you would speak to them kindly using words of affirmations you would tell this child that they are doing a great job that they have done well before and they would do go through this and they are doing well right now you will also get them a warm drink acts of service so we use five love languages and five senses maybe find some lavender oils to soothe yourself and calm yourself down as you attend to your inner child but remember you are alive and also lean into gratitude i'm thankful for my life and that can take you out of your distressed state as you actually look at the situation realistically and it can also prevent you from taking action that's not helpful for you the other thing you want to do in cognitive appraisal or cognitive restructuring is to reframe that inner critic gratitude helps words of affirmations help and also you want to also look at other perspectives because what you are thinking that you are not worthy is that really true what is worthiness so you'll find that there are other perspectives actually maybe i'm feeling like this but i am worthy just like anyone else or what i'm thinking about this person not contacting me is probably not 
not true because maybe they are busy or maybe they are just not into me and this is the one thing that we don't want to confront that someone might not be into us and we take that very very hard because we don't want to accept that people might make their own choices but it's not that it's because we link worthiness with being with a certain person or being in a relationship or having a particular thing so in this case we probably don't want to acknowledge that someone might just not be into us and so we try to create all sorts of scenarios to dodge the actual truth so this exercise on its own is an act of self-understanding or self-awareness because trigger management helps you understand yourself and some parts of yourself that you find difficult to accept and as you sit with yourself you are practicing acceptance of what's going on inside you and also of the reasons why it might be going on so you also rock yourself like a, a, a parent would do to a loving child hug yourself and rock yourself speaking to yourself kindly candles nice smells and all that and um as i said there's more than one perspective apart from thought replacement there are also there's also role reversal learn to put yourself in the other person's shoes again this is something nobody teaches us that as we feel triggered rather than just feel like oh my god this has happened to me look into maybe how this person might also be feeling where they might be coming from perhaps they are too busy to have a relationship or they might just be too busy to have a relationship with you or maybe they might just find it hard to be with you so it might be that there are also some behaviors you need to look into in yourself so that you show up differently in the relationship the next thing you need to do is to also think about how your friends might support you that's another role reversal and reframe maybe there's nobody else involved in your trigger what might your friend say to you to support you or what might you say to a child that you love that is very very helpful and the next thing that can soothe you in that trigger as you use your breathing to support you and your cathartic shake you know do a cathartic shake to release endorphins to feel good you know to just replace those you know th those feelings and also to shake off the stale energy that is in you do an endorphin shake you know a cathartic shake so what why do we need intermediate and long-term solutions we need them because we cannot keep living a knee-jerk reaction we want to be conscious people to be aware of what we are doing and what's happening around us so in order to 
know what we are doing to understand ourselves, we need to understand our triggers. And we do this by repeating this exercise every day with little triggers or big triggers. And even when we don't have triggers, we can sit with ourselves to scan the body, find out how we are feeling sift, and also to create solutions. Or we can think about something from before that we can explore and sift some on which can be helpful for us to get to know our triggers and traumas and to self-parent. That's okay, Mazi. And we need to also know that if we do not address this situation right now, it might repeat itself and affect our quality of life. And we cannot live like this. You have someone who's inconsistent. You cannot keep putting up with that. You need solutions in place to address this situation. And that's not against them, but it's for you, just you. The next thing you might need to do is to create boundaries maybe and you want to love on three levels when we say love on three levels we are talking about you self-parenting every day consistently and your immediate circle supporting you and also the boundaries you create on the immediate with the immediate circle as well as um the third level which comprise the greater good we all have gifts and suffering is a commonality. We need to be there for other people who cannot repay us. That can also take us away from our selfishness and self-centeredness. So intermediate, what happened to trigger you? What do you need to do to prevent recurrence that is connected to the situation? Apart from starting healing, apart from... Um, self-care consistent what else might be related to this situation boundaries may be self boundaries more so what repeated actions might you be allowing that are not in your best interest by you or by others address that create solutions for that at work we say this machine is not working we can't just leave it lying there not working we report it to the manager and we take it for repair. And this is what we need to do to create solutions for that trigger. And you might need something practical to address the situation that led to the trigger. If you are triggered, like I said, by inconsistency, perhaps you want to parent yourself first. Always parent yourself first before you go to anyone and then communicate and express yourself to the other person or to other people on the second level. And you will find that when you are soothed and parented, you are not going to knee-jerk towards other people. Instead, you know that you are responsible for you and you can go there making requests rather than demanding. So, intermediate or short term and also long term love on three levels and also 
evaluate long-term, evaluate your short-term goals because you've got these short-term goals that you have created. We need to keep evaluating them. Are they working? Do we need to change something? Is there something that you need to do differently or do you want to continue and what other healing are you doing? Are you healing your inner child? And what else are you going to do? What greater good are you serving? What are you doing for accountability? Who is your second level? It's important to have that. We need accountability every day. All of our lives, we need someone to actually call us out. My connection there. And um, so I'm going to conclude now. And so we need someone to call us out, someone for accountability. And once we have established our sift, sensations, images, feelings, and thoughts, and asked ourselves the five whys, and we have soothed immediately by self-parenting, and we have also applied reframes and role reversal, thought replacement, gratitude, affirmations, and applied the dichotomy of control, as well as create solutions, intermediate, short-term solutions, as well as long-term solutions, it is time now to assess the trigger and how you might be feeling or we might be feeling after the trigger evaluation. And we do a cathartic shake, which I'm talking about. Very good for releasing uh, stored trauma or bodily stale energy. You know, it just makes you feel good and it takes you back to childhood. You, you are acting like a child, you know, an, an excited child. And um, the next thing is you exit the connection. And this is something that needs to be done on a daily basis so that you become familiar with your triggers and you also understand your body and you also minimize reactions and also minimize if the reactions come you minimize their impact because as you familiarize yourself with your triggers their impact gradually lessens over time because you know what's coming it's like going on a you know onto a road and maybe navigating on the road and um and initially you don't know where you are going and 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 you're all over the place and then you go the second time, you've got an idea of where to go and how to navigate the road. And the more you travel the road, the more you get used to the route, the route. And the easier it's for you to get where you want to get to in a calm state. So that is the same thing. It's a muscle that you need to exercise. And what I was trying to explain is this it's easy to generalize and just say i am healing trauma but what i found helpful is to actually address individual triggers because 
trauma is very general. It's a big thing. There's so much that happened to you. And there's so much happening in your body or stored in your body from those memories, those traumatic memories. But what helps is addressing what is it that I'm addressing exactly, what's going on, and assessing each trigger as it comes, addressing it, sitting with it, finding out the unmet need that can actually remind you about what traumas you have. Because some of them you might have repressed and you might have dissociated from your from your from some of the situations, your adverse um, experiences, you might actually find them coming out when you sit with your trigger and self-parent. And how do you track your trauma? You journal. You journal. And when you have a recurrent trigger, you check your journal to find out what you did last time and explore if that is working. And it most likely could be that you are trying to control outcomes sometimes when a trigger keeps recurring and you have good solutions, helpful solutions, effective solutions in place. It might be that you are being impatient and you want things to happen as soon as possible in which case you want to use your breathing to support you, to remind yourself to live in the moment, to use tools such as five, four, three, two, one, and to be grateful for the moment right now, because that's the only time you have. Tomorrow or the next level is not guaranteed. And you need to guarantee that you live today as if it's your last. Very, very important. And you need to reach out once you have finished your trigger evaluation you need to reach out to a second level that's your accountability partner or a group that supports you you need to have someone to reach out to when you are struggling especially when you are healing your trauma your big traumas it's important that you have that accountability and that support. And you also want to remind yourself to go to the third level and support someone who is in need. But as I say, do not use this third level of support. I see people, I hear people wanting to help others. I want to be a healer, but they are themselves not really at a stage where they can self-support. There is nothing wrong with supporting others, but I would say it is more helpful to give others what you can give yourself, especially when you, it comes to healing others because you are dealing with people's lives. Yes, you can get money out of it, but is that everything? Because this is someone's life. Are you going to effectively support them so that they live a quality life? Is your support going to be fit for purpose and optimum? It's important to ask yourself those questions. I have asked myself these questions before I thought of charging anybody anything to support them. Because I don't want to contaminate other people 
with my own traumas just by saying I can give you this. I want to be able to give things that I can give myself to others. Very, very important. And when you go to the greater good, in other words, you are acknowledging our commonalities that we all suffer, that we all have problems, that we all need others to support us when things are really not going well. I hope that was helpful. And I hope you continue to work on yourself, to heal, to use tools each and every day. In the morning when you get up, get up into a routine. Don't get up and go. Get up and address yourself first. What do we do when we get up at home with parents? Morning, Daddy. Morning, Mommy. Did you sleep well? Give them a hug and maybe have a few words, you know, share our dreams. Is that not what we do? That's what we need to do with ourselves. We need to get up into a routine and greet the inner child. We need to acknowledge our existence first and be thankful with gratitude and affirmations. And we need to set an intention. We need to talk to the inner child and make sure that we address ourselves rather than just get up and go. This is why we end up with things happening in our lives that we don't understand because we are not ready. We are not ready for the day even at 6 o'clock in the evening. We are not ready for the day even when we go back to bed because we haven't prepared for the day. So we need to prepare for the day when we get up. Gratitude, affirmations, um, meditation, set an intention, talk to the inner child, hug yourself, say good morning to yourself, cathartic shake. And throughout the day, forgiveness, less complaints, kindness, forgiving others, interacting with others, boundaries, giving to others, bedtime reflection, praise yourself before you go to bed, count backwards in meditation, and you develop a relationship with yourself. Thank you so much, Imogen, for watching. I'm going to um, put these two videos together, join them uh, to create one video, one full video, and quality life before relationships. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.